2: If you're listening to Drifter Sympathy on Feral Audio, go to FeralAudio.com and click Shop Amazon to shop through their Amazon portal. Proceeds support this and other Feral Audio
3: podcasts.
0: did it. Two seasons down. So now we get to relax and benefit from the fruits of the saddest people alive. There's too many obvious loner legends, right? Skip Spence maybe being one of the granddaddies. So if you have never bought the record or just quit your job, walk out of McDonald's, put the put the apple pie down walk away and go by or by Skip Spence and just drop out of the race Grape was recording in New York when Skip Spence fell in with the wrong crowd and started using some sort of speedball concoction. He suddenly reappeared at the studio with a leather jacket on, chains around his neck, and no shirt, spouting nonsense, and tried to attack his bandmate with an axe. Then he ran off with a witch who fed him tons of acid. He ended up in the hospital for six months. They shot him full of Thorazine, and he wrote this record called "Or." one of the great testaments to total confusion and simultaneous, transparent super wisdom. So we're going to try to pick up from that diving board that he left off, and we're going to jump laterally into Canada. This Christian folk record is fucking immaculately produced. It's ridiculous. It's
2: ridiculous. Just woke up by Feel so glad Till I drift with all my thoughts Feel so at ease Please light softly Softly grace and lace, pretty stuff, things that move your heart, covered. gently flow, rosy petals, wave pillow sense of spring and smile, velvet pillow, Spoken feelings Surround my heart As I leave
0: I guess categorically, Roger Rodier, who wrote this record, is quite a bit different from Skip Spence on the spectrum of lonerness. He does sound intrinsically happier. Obviously, he's found God, so he's a little less lonely of a loner than Skip Spence, who seems like he partied way too hard with the devil or something. But for the sake of having some fireworks on the record, Roger eventually managed to dig up some angst. There's a couple barn burners on this record from 1972. I'd rather play a song called The Key because it's one of the only other tracks that seems to illuminate this very specific kind of Christian mysticism that the record seems to trap. Moving laterally again towards a Dutch home recording genius named Spike, he self-released all his own records and in the name of total sovereignty, he sued his own government for years and gained lifetime rights to being on the dole. He also says he's been high literally every moment since March of 1973. someone who is embroiled in constant lawsuits against his own government he sounds pretty chill pretty, pretty happy and, and clearly high here's a quote that says he was only once directly inspired by another piece of music an ad on TV for sun silk shampoo the music was sort of romantic the spacey slow motion like atmosphere captured me I'm a romantic. A dreamer. Well, it does seem strange. Here's Neil Young in 82. bass drum intro to the Spike song but there's a lot of similarities to the melodies in his songs not to take anything away from him somehow Spike amazingly predicted Ariel Pink's vibe with this next one too Mike's looking good as the race heats up to become the most obscure home recorder of all time. He's gaining traction. On this final track, he actually seems to channel a little Chet Baker or something, some sort of jazz element. Out of the realms of the home recorders and into classicist territory. There's only a handful of people that you could rightly say changed music forever. In the case of Moondog, I think he was probably on such an island alone that people couldn't even integrate his music into the future. But looking back centuries from now, It's insane to think one person could stand out of the crowd and offer something so completely unrelated to everything else around them.
3: to more, a
0: Moondog was a basically blind, sometimes homeless street character that did open mic nights in the 50s with Tiny Tim in Manhattan. And eventually, people like Steve Reich and Philip Glass realized that this motherfucker was way ahead of his time, and they started pulling quite a bit from him. Some might say taking a little too much and making way, 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 way more money. But regardless of that kind of fame and visibility... I think in the long run, Moondog will stand taller as a more unique American pioneer.
2: best when the ingredients are high quality. Blue Apron works directly with farms to secure the freshest, sustainable ingredients, pre-portioned so there's no guesswork, and sends them along with easy-to-follow recipes. Packages stay refrigerated for a full day, so you don't have to worry about being home for the delivery. It's a great way to try new meals without a lot of stress. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com email. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash E-M-I-L. Blue Apron. A better way to cook.
0: Into a totally different corridor of classicism With Pete Ham from Badfinger Who began to live his dream on Apple Music The Beatles label As Badfinger ascended and then crashed so violently At least in his mind That he hung himself And when somebody's died like that Even if their songs are extremely subtle There's something just different About what they're saying to me now I have a hard time not taking it really seriously, even if it sounds optimistic.
3: Chill, so good
0: saddest stories of modern music history The only band that I know of With both singers who killed themselves These are Pete Ham's home recordings A lot of his songs were These really intense, heartfelt tributes To his wife Who I think is who found him This is a rare snapshot of a very famous song The, the most popular song he ever wrote. Of course, as his life would go, he wouldn't be the one singing it. Personally, for me, this home recording of him demoing out Without You is much better than Harry Nelson or anyone else that's covered it. This is an earlier version of the song before Tom Evans inserted the chorus that says, I can't live if living is without you. Which was a prophetic line, but Tom Evans' parts usually were these big blustery bids to try to make a big AM pop song. And Pete Ham was a lot more subtle and really wrote all their, their great moments. So we're getting this look behind the curtain of a very famous song and getting to see the true emotional genesis of where it really came from.
3: Get this evening, and your face when you were leaving, but I guess that's just the way the party goes. You always smile, but in your eyes the sorrow shows, yes, it shows. When I think of all my sorrow I had you there
0: If you like British folk, check out this Colin Scott record from 1971. as has the craziest lineup of maybe any UK record I could think of. Uh, Rick Wakeman, Robert Fripp, Phil Collins, Peter Gabriel, John Anderson, Peter Hamill. Kind of goes on and on, but no one really talks about it. It has that apocalyptic thing, though, that you're looking for as a record buyer. The sense that the singer just knows the true fate of the universe somehow. I think I can recommend it if you like British folk. That's the clause.
3: Light of day, dancing faces in a crowd, chase a star and catch a cloud. In the dark the day begins in the dusk the loser wins throw away the daylight fears take the hand that wipes the tears we others.
0: Gratifying if you are into that morose Nostradamus Watching the wave come over the world kind of shit
3: Take me away Take me to places where
0: A solemn tip We're gonna go out on one of Pete Ham's home recordings. It's from a series of CDs that came out posthumously called Golders Green.